This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, May 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. President Barack Obama has begun his week-long visit to Vietnam and Japan. He'll be extolling the virtues of both the Trans-Pacific Partnership and the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership agreements during the trip. Obama is in Vietnam today, where he'll be meeting with the country's president, prime minister, and Communist Party leader. U.S. expects good returns from trade with Vietnam if the TPP is implemented. The country now levies a 34% tariff on U.S. beef and a 40% tariff on U.S. poultry, both of which would be removed under TPP. But Vietnam also has been at odds with the U.S. for years over the USDA's takeover of catfish inspection from the FDA. Vietnam threatened to refuse to negotiate on agriculture issues during TPP negotiations last year and recently sent a letter to WTO accusing the U.S. of using the USDA to disrupt Vietnamese catfish exports. USDA has sent USDA Deputy Undersecretary for Food Safety Al Armanza to Vietnam twice this year ahead of Obama's visit to work with the country on transforming its food safety systems to meet FSIS standards. Meanwhile, in the U.S., USDA has published a new list of U.S. catfish importing facilities that will be inspected by food safety and inspection service officials. In Japan, where Obama will be attending the annual G7 meeting of major industrialized nations, it won't just be TPP on the agenda. Deputy National Security Advisor for International Economics, Wally Adeyamo, told reporters that the G7 sessions will allow time for U.S. and EU trade negotiators to get some work done on the controversial TTIP deal. Wheat growers say ITC got it wrong on TPP. The U.S. Wheat Associates is in the unique situation of strongly supporting the TPP, but not the U.S. International Trade Commission's recent report on the 12-nation trade pact. The ITC concluded that U.S. agriculture exports would rise by about $7.2 billion a year by 2032 if the TPP were implemented, but wheat was one of the commodities that would not get a boost. The ITC report concludes that wheat exports would experience a small net decline of about $1.5 million annually due to TPP provisions that would allow Canada to increase its sales to Japan at the expense of U.S. farmers. But that just isn't right, according to U.S. Wheat Associates. The U.S. group said, Given our industry 60 years of experience in the unique Japanese market, we respectfully believe that ITC got this one wrong. ITC statement that Canada is positioned to outcompete the U.S. in either milling or feed wheat sales to Japan is out of touch with the reality of Japan's preference for U.S. wheat. But corn growers say it's all good. Corn is another commodity that won't see a bump in exports because of the TPP, according to the ITC report. But the National Corn Growers Association says it's fine by them. The U.S. would export a lot more beef, milk, pork, and poultry under the TPP, and that means corn farmers would sell a lot more of their grain domestically to feed those cattle, dairy cows, pigs, and chickens. The National Corn Growers Association President Chip Bowling said NCGA is committed to helping the livestock industry grow demand for U.S. meat and dairy here and around the world, which in turn increases demand for U.S. corn. Bowling said further, the National Corn Growers Association has been pushing for TPP on the Hill because it is important for the entire U.S. farm economy. 
we urge Congress to vote in favor of TPP as soon as possible. For more information on the NCGA's positions on trade, biotech labeling, and the RFS, listen to CEO Chris Novak on this week's Open Mic interview on AgriPulse.com. China's sugar woes continue. Chinese sugar production continues to decline while imports take up some of the slack. That according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FAS officials write the sugar industry in China has now suffered four consecutive years of operating losses due to high production costs, the elimination of government support prices, and import competition. Most sugar mills are operating at a loss, and some mills are closing. Many sugarcane farmers are turning to other, more profitable crops. As a result, domestic sugar production is falling and imports are rising. China is now expected to produce just 8.4 million tons of sugar for the 15-16 market a year, a steep dive from the previous forecast of about 10.6 million tons. Imports are now expected to rise to 6.7 million tons, up from an earlier estimate of 5.5 million tons. And production is expected to fall another 200,000 tons to 8.2 million tons for the 16-17 market a year, imports going up to 7.9 million tons. Tariff relief extension becomes law. President Obama has signed into law the American Manufacturing Competitiveness Act, which sets up a process for determining tariff relief on components that the pesticide industry need to import. The bill replaces a law that expired in 2012. The previous miscellaneous tariff bill, as it is known, expired in 2012. The American Farm Bureau Federation, CropLife America, and several agribusiness companies, including Deer and Company, Monsanto, Syngenta, and Bayer Crop Science, signed a letter asking Congress to pass the new measure. Too busy to protest? Organizers reported that hundreds of thousands of concerned citizens were expected to gather across more than 38 countries and 428 cities on Saturday to join the march against Monsanto. But the turnout to protest the agribusiness company and its GMO seeds wasn't exactly as predicted, at least in some cities. In Vancouver, Canada, the fourth annual event was canceled due to poor turnout, that according to local news reports. The San Diego Reader reported that the event drew 250 people, far short of previous crowds numbering a 1,000. And in Wichita, about a dozen people showed up, that according to KSN-TV. CBP, mangoes and cocaine, don't mix. The U.S. is on track to import more than $5 billion of fruit from Mexico this year, but that total won't likely include a shipment of mangoes detained by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency this month. CBP field agents arrested a 51-year-old Mexican man on the Texas side of the border after discovering about $1.1 million worth of cocaine in 60 separate packages hidden amongst crates of the stone fruit, that according to the agency. Well, that is Daybreak for this Monday, May 23rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.